When someone wants to send you crypto or an NFT, it's silly to try to tell them your wallet address. Oh, you can send them to 0x5c capital B 349k capital. You get it. With ENS domains, you've got a simple identification for your wallet that can receive your crypto. It's decentralized and empowering. We'll talk today with Corey Whitaker of ENS Labs so you can understand why having your digital identity in short form is important and how you can too. It's Inus, Eunice, and a little bit of Weenus as we discuss Enus on this episode number 686 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Ness. Trav, it's it's not pronounced Enus, it's ENS. Mm. I, I was just really grateful that you didn't blurt out penis. <laughs> Why would I blurt you out penis? Out. You said ENS and CNS and the the pianist. I left I mean, the you wording. Know, pianist, how you play guitar? Where you play guitar? You're a pianist, you know. I left the blurting <laughs> to you, and you you took the bait. Totally blurted. Uh, I'm the blurt daddy. You're the master baiter. <laughs> We took the, the master right. Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, show for the crypto curious, crypto serious, and those who enjoy a little bit of humor, a little bit of levity in their crypto programming because it's so serious out there right now. It's, a, you know, crypto BlackRock is coming in and they're taking over the world and there's ETFs and we're all so serious. And you know what? Life is short. Carpe diem. Have some fun. Yeah, and this episode right here is going to teach you or tell you a little bit about ENS domains and how you might want to use them to connect your uh, crypto addresses to this. So with that, let's go. Distributed digital identity on blockchain and in the world, this is important stuff we need to be talking about. And one company that has been leading the way in this space, you know them, you might not know them by name, but you know them because you've seen their product all over the blockchain space, especially in the form of uh, wallets. For example, joelcom.eth is a wallet that belongs to me and that is facilitated by ENS Domains, the website ENS.Domains we've got with us today to talk about all of the things surrounding digital identity, decentralization, and the benefits of such. Uh, Corey Whitaker is the executive director at ENS Labs. Corey, welcome. Uh, Corey.eth, hey. I should say. Welcome to that hey. crypto. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be here, fellas. Yeah, I did not get Joel.eth, but by the time that I had come around for that, somebody had snagged it. That other Joel, there's only two of us, and that other guy mm. got it. Yeah. I yeah, actually yeah. got Joel.eth. Joel. <laughs> 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 Well, man, we're glad you're here. And uh, why don't you go ahead and let's just let, let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, what ENS is, and then we'll talk yeah. about some of the the reasons that this is important and how people are using it. Uh, so, ENS, what is it? What it's about? So, all of your listeners, everyone has been using the web for for quite some time now. The websites that we actually go to are 
are IP addresses, 123.456.789. And did you just hack me, bro? Because that was my <laughs> that was my IP. <laughs> yeah. How do you know that? Who told you? Hey, hey, everything is public these days, right? That's right. So what, what has happened is the DNS system has overlaid human readable language on these websites so that you can go to Google.com instead of the IP address. You, go to, you, you can go to um, any of these websites using uh, a human readable name. Since blockchain, the advent of blockchain, all of our wallet addresses, these things that we were using to connect to, to, um, to Web3, uh, these wallet addresses are extremely long. And it doesn't matter what, what crypto you're, you're, or what L1 you're on, whether it's Bitcoin or Ethereum, um, there are these long hexadecimal addresses, which are difficult to manage and navigate, particularly for a newbie and a normie. Have, you mean have, you haven't memorized zero right? X four B capital C two nine? No. At, yeah, yeah. You know, some people have. I'm not. I'd be interested to meet to meet some of those. Hey, if you could just send me some crypto over at zero one X two nine four G lower. Like what? No way. This is horrible. Exactly. The worst. Exactly. Exactly. And that is one of the the major issues preventing a, adoption. Just the complexity of our these identities that we're using. So what ENS does puts human readable names on top of your, your wallet address so that you're joelcom.eth. And when you want to send Bitcoin, joelcom.eth. Recognizes it's on the Bitcoin network, sends Bitcoin to Bitcoin wallet address. Recognizes if you're on the Ethereum network, sends Ethereum to your Ethereum ad address. So um, human readable names overlaid on the, the um, wallet addresses. So let me clarify that real quick. Yeah. So you can have multiple uh, chains all connected to that particular one. So you doesn't need to have joelcom.btc, joelcom. That's counterintuitive to yes. most folks. But I'm thinking, if I want to send Joel ETH, I'm going to send it to joelcom.eth. If I want to send him Matic, it's probably a different address. If I'm going to send him Bitcoin, I'm not going to send it to joelcom.eth. Right. 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 Yeah. This is this is something I, I think um, a lot of people. I don't realize that with your ENS domain, you can add your Bitcoin address, your Ethereum address, your Stellar address, your Hedera address, and it functions on each of those, those chains. So it's not just Ethereum. Sometimes I like to call it the everything name service, not just the Ethereum name service, because we function across multiple chains. Logical sense to me then to have it as the dot crypto or something, because then it could, then it's almost like a chain that goes everywhere. So let me ask you this. Yeah. I know there's some other chains. Are there some other like address stuff out there? Which ones are the ones? Is is dot ETH the only ones? The Ethereum names is that the only one that ENS do domains um, supplies? Yes, yes. So dot ETH is the only one that we work on. The only one that that we develop. And again, since it's it's multi-chain, um, we think it serves the the entire ecosystem. So when I log into my account, I also see a joelcom.dcl.eth. What is that? Mm -hmm. Decentraland. So one of the, the cool things about, about um, ENS and the protocol is that you can, you can take other um, domains and import them into, um, into ENS. So DCL, I believe that is the Decentraland um, domain where people on Decentraland um, are able to use ENS addresses. Well, there you go. I did not know that. Uh, did I, would I have set that up or would they have assigned that to me just by connecting the wallet? Um, I think you would have to, you would have to set that up after you create your Decentraland um, account. 
one of the many things that I've done in crypto that I don't remember because we've been mm -hmm. doing this for so many years now. I'm wondering like, okay, where's the lost wallet that I've forgotten about and I don't even know is lost and will yeah. it turn up someday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my one of my questions on this is that I have challenges is <clears throat> can I can I connect multiple dot ETHs to the same wallet? Right, because it's like I have my Twitter handle, which is T-W-T-E-E-D-U-B-Y-A. So I have mm -hmm. that .eth, but I also own TravisWright.eth. And then somebody might not remember, oh, am I going to send it to TW or am I going to send it to TravisWright.eth? Which one's the right one? Can you connect multiple addresses to that same wallet? Yeah, you can connect multiple addresses to, um, to, to a given wallet. So, you know, for example, I've got um, niftycompany.eth and niftyshow.eth are in the uh, the same wallet here, but only one of them could be active and point to the uh, the actual address, right? Or can either of them point to the same address? Only one, only one can be your primary name, right? The primary name for a wallet, but you you can add it to others as well. Okay, so the, the whole point of this, besides taking complexity out of these long addresses, uh, it, it, there's a lot more to this than just that, the simplification, this, uh, this decentralized digital identification. Let's talk a little bit about the benefits of that besides convenience. Yeah, yeah. So if you think about what we've experienced since the advent of, of social media, right, over the, the last... 20-ish 20 20-ish 20 years where our identities are, are, are owned by these, these corporate entities, whether it's Facebook or it's Twitter, um, even Friendster back in the day, right? You'd log into the site, input all your information, and, and they own it. And if you choose to move to another property, another social media company, you lose all of your connections. Um, you essentially lose your, your identity and your social graph, your social network. Um, one of the cool things about Web3 in this new phase of the internet is that you have the ability to actually own, possess, and control a name, a marker that connects to you, that you own, that you can use across multiple properties. So with your ENS name or a wallet address, you can log into um, multiple properties on, um, on Web3. And uh, it, it just, it's, it's just a much more customer, individual centric and uh, focused way about, about doing things here instead of being um, in, in the best interest of the company, like this is the best interest of the individual, you owning your data, you owning your name, you owning your identity. Well, so, so I'm looking at the website here and I am going through the step-by-step -step process of this. So you don't necessarily have to use a .eth. It looks to me like I could use a .com if I wanted to, but I just have to go through a process, find the original DNS domain name that I want to import into my ENS. Yeah. And then I can actually use that. Like if I wanted to use TravisWright.com, I could potentially use that as my address if I wanted, right? Hey, there you go. It gets deeper. It just deeper and deeper uh, with ENS. So and again, one of the cool things that you can do is import DNS names. You see a .com, .xyz. There, there are several out there that you can use as an ENS name. So that's absolutely right. You can import your .com into the system. Uh, I'm looking for where one does that on mm -hmm. the site because uh, I own joelcom.com. How would I use that as an address? Yep. So um, I can actually show you how to, how to do all that yeah. offline. 
I'll include that in the show notes because I got a link that's that's the medium article right there to uh that shows the step by step on how Perfect. to do that. But let me I guess the real question would be is if he swipped swapped over his joelcom.com would that eliminate his website it pointing to the website now it points to ENS domains or does it can you use it as both? Yeah, good question. These are these are two different rails. The traditional web2 rail, your .com would continue to function as it normally does. Um, in the web two world. And then in the web three world, your .com would function as an ENS name, being able to log in Coinbase, MetaMask, send crypto back and forth. Yeah. So, you know, people who are coming um, late to the game are like, oh, my name's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a sadness. I'm, I'm John Smith. <laughs> Let's see if it's available. Oh, no, it's, that's, yeah. that's long gone. What's, uh, you know, what do you recommend is the best process for picking a name that basically you're, you're going to live with because yeah. this, uh, this is your new digital identity? Yeah, yeah. So there, there is hope. So there are a lot of folks that are actually selling .eth names on, on the secondary market. So, mm-hmm. um, Joel, I, I don't know if the other Joel is gonna gonna be able to sell you Joel.eth or if he wants to give that up. But you know, there's there's a slight chance people will will sell their their first names. So that's one. Uh, secondly, as you mentioned, you have the ability to import another DNS, like a .com or a .xyz. Um, so if you have a pretty cool .com or .xyz, you can import it and use it um, in in Web three. So yeah, I'd say search the secondary market, make some offers. Um, see if you can get the name that, that you want, if someone's willing to willing to sell it. Um, and the other is, you know, um, import uh, another DNS name that you may have. So is that technically an NFT then? It's it, NS, it, this it, ENS domain name, it's technically an NFT. So if you were, you're talking secondary market, people would want to go on OpenSea, whatever, yeah. to then go and grab the file or be able to, to, to put, put the offer on the domain. That's right. You can go to any of those marketplaces and um, a native ENS marketplace is ENS.vision, which is another great marketplace when you okay. want to search and sport um, to find an ENS name. It, it, ENS.vision? Yep. Well, let's go ahead and take a look at that and see what kind of crazy uh, ENS.vision. Let's see what kind of things people are... Um, Selling out here. Yep. Uh, ENS Markets Unleashed. Let's go ahead and just connect a wallet just for giggles so that we wow, can look get at these. in They're here. Some pretty big sales on some of these right here and some pretty big offers like 8.5 ETH for 360.ETH and an 8.5 ETH offer for 205.ETH. I guess people like those those three-digit numbers it looks like, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, last, last year um, there was a, a big craze around um, three digits. ENS names. Look at this. That's kind of a fun thing. You can get lost kind of in the old, uh, you can get lost down the rabbit hole here. Three letter TL, uh, three letter uh, ENS. The top sale of all time went for 100 ETH. That's at least in that particular three digit ones. That's kind of crazy. Some of these uh, is grabbing your initials and then, uh, and then going. That's pretty crazy. Mm. So let's talk a little bit about the benefits for uh, businesses, for Mm -hmm. corporations and and how um, they and and the people they serve benefit from having in us. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the the marketplace and use cases for businesses are are still developing. But the direction that that I'm interested in is is helping businesses with um, understanding customers, understanding consumers 
KYC, KYB, and, um, and that type of thing. So one, I think businesses have the opportunity to use the subdomain function. So let's say you have badcryptopodcasts.e. Uh, and with your fan base, I'm sure you have some wild fans out there who would love to have a subdomain on your .e that they can, can use, right? So, you know, I could get Corey.badcryptopodcast.e. So you could potentially um, create subdomains and give them to your community, um, to, your, uh, to, to your customers. Another thing that, that businesses, particularly in the financial sector, that I, I hope they, they get into is using the identity aspects of .eth and wallets for KYC purposes. So if you can imagine a situation where um, you KYC one time, um, and there's a company called Parallel Markets that started recently that is attempting to do this. KYC once and then use that soul bound token um, across multiple institutions so that you don't have to keep giving your information over and over and over again to, to various entities. Yeah, so there are a couple, couple ideas there. Nice. And so it looks to me like the domain, you get the domain, you can register it for one year all the way up to 10 years. And it looks to me like it's way more intelligent to go ahead and book it for more years because of the gas fees that are involved. It looks like it's yeah. it's relatively inexpensive to to uh, to register a domain name for a year or yeah. 10 years. You just you just got to pay gas fees in there. So might as well get it. What? Let me ask you this. I guess my question would be is, what what is the grace period on something like this? Let's say like, oh, somebody booked an ENS domain and then they forgot. Is it immediately once that day is done, it goes up for sale or how, how does how does that grace period work? Yep. So as a name is uh, about to expire, you'll see notifications um, in the manager app. And we recently started to um, give give users an opportunity to get notified so that their domains don't expire and you lose your, your identity and your, and your ENS. Um, and so there's not an email or something. Is there an email notification? Yes. Yes. So we just started working with, um, with Everfy and there's, um, there's a notification uh, process uh, process now. And there's, there's typically a, a waiting period. So your name will expire and there's, um, it goes into this auction period where it starts high and, and then and then goes low, um, and then you can bid on names after that. But yeah, there's definitely lots of notification um, and a grace period, so your names don't just bam go to auction at once as soon as it expires. Interesting. Yeah. So what do you uh, what do you make of the the current state of the market here? Timestamp. This is um, June twenty seventh, twenty twenty three, with these uh, Bitcoin ETFs being mm -hmm. you know proposed by BlackRock. Um, do you think that uh, um, the the surge is going to come early or is this just a head fake preparing us for the bull run next year? You know, I um, hate that. Personal to, opinion, not financial not advice. Personal opinion, not, not financial advice. Yeah, ENS is not a financial product. Uh, but I, I think it's a, it's a good signal and, and an interesting signal for um, the longevity of of, of crypto and, and Web three, that these major institutions are starting to take steps to get, um, you know, to get into the to get into the game. I think it's a very strong signal. In terms of timing as to as to when things will actually pop off and blow up, you know, I have uh, um, no idea. Um, but it's coming. But it's it's coming, and this is definitely a a great sign. So keep your eyes peeled.
can feel the pressure. You know what's also cool on these, Joel, is that you can also use emojis, it looks like. (laughs) So I have a wizard and then the star emoji with this, you know, the three little stars dot ETH. Well, how do you how do you communicate wall. that to somebody? Okay, which where do I send this? Just to? message me. It's wizardstars.eth. Yeah, wizardstars.eth. <laughs> yeah, a- I actually just wanted to see if I could do it. It didn't cost much, but it was kind of funny. I think I was doing it for Ancient Wisdom, the Wizard Project. And there you go. You got the little uh, have that and that. It's kind of fun. There's a company who does that too. That that's all they do is the Yacht. emoji. Yeah, Yacht. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not at? My AT, yeah, yeah. Are they using your tech to do that? No, it's their it's their own tech that that they're using. Um, yeah, they're not on the ENS protocol. Got it. Good stuff. Well, so, it's pretty interesting. So, is there anything else about ENS that maybe folks should know that maybe they don't know that you want to want to communicate out there to them? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, one of the the unique things about ENS is that it's it's governed by a DAO. Um, I don't know if you've talked about DAOs um, mm-hmm. in in your community or, or on this podcast, but once all, or twice, once or twice. All right, yep. So all of the registration fees go to the ENS DAO um, that oversees the the protocol, right? Manages the protocol. So there is a um, an ecosystem um, working group and a public goods working group, and these two groups they. Uh, try to support projects that are building on ENS and and projects that serve the public in general. So there's a a robust grants um, development program happening um, in the ENS DAO. So that's a a pretty unique feature of the ENS protocol. The founder, Nick Johnson, wanted to create something that would live on after him and and all of us. And so creating, uh, putting this and giving this uh, to the DAO um, is a way to have it live on in, in perpetuity. You know, the only one that I can think of that's uh, some form of competition, and I know that you guys are um, different in what you're trying to accomplish, is unstoppable domains, yeah. right? Where they're decentralizing the uh, the DNS system in a, in a different way. How do you guys view them? Um, and what are you doing or what are they doing that's different from what you're doing? Yeah. So they're another, another Web3 domain um, project. Um, and as you've seen, they have multiple um, multiple domains. While we're just focused on um, .eth and then importing um, other DNS names, um, you can also see them reaching out to brands as well. So it seems like they're reaching out to brands and trying to um, create Web three domains for for them too. So it's just another another product, another service um, that people can use in Web three. Mm-hmm. Solar Travis, last question is to you, good sir. I, I have no other questions. I just think that it's an interesting process, and I think that you know if you're 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 in crypto and you know you want to transfer things easily, having an ENS domain name a .eth makes a whole lot of sense. It makes a makes it a whole lot easier for somebody to try to send you crypto because. I mean, even if you're trying to copy that whole long address and, oh, you messed something up and you missed the letter, it's totally screwed. So just having an easy-to-remember domain name, something, uh, an ENS, it seems pretty handy. Yeah. So thank you, Corey, for coming on and sharing all about it. Yeah, you bet, you bet. Yeah, you guys can go right over to ens.domains. This is not paid placement. This is a word that we use the product. We're interested in it. You go start right here and type in, uh, you know, your name. Your name might be John Smith, and then you're going to find out that, oh, John Smith oh. already owns that. <laughs> but 
it expires oh. September 20th, 2025. So, you know, put a notification on your, uh, your device and uh, maybe you end up yeah. sniping it from John. Well, you do yeah. say that it goes into an auction. So like typically how high is the auction when it starts? Like ETH or what, what, how big does the, how big does the, op, the auction even go? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. How that's, I'm curious now. That, that spurred another question. It's like, oh, it yeah. expired on this day, and I want it. And then, then really, it's sort of like a duck, Dutch auction, I guess. I huh? where the high price and it gets lower and lower yeah. and lower. And the, yeah, the Somebody price varies. It depends on whether it's like a three-digit name, a four-digit name, five-digit name. So yeah, it varies depending on the name length too. Gotcha. Cool. Corey, appreciate you coming on today. Thanks for sharing with us, man. All right, thank you guys. All the best. Thank you. So offline with Corey, we took a look at why the badcrypto.eth address was under my ownership, but under different management. And we figured out together how to do that. And we actually, we determined that they've got uh, an interface issue because you have to go into your, uh, your, your more tab and under ownership, you have to click the send button and it's like send, manage, send the domain to a different manager or a different owner. And so we figured that out and now he's going back to his people and saying, Hey guys, this isn't intuitive. And so uh, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Making things more better. That's one of the things that we do. It's one of our, one of our great skills is optimizing. It's just a weird process. So if you do go buy something on a secondary market, um, you've got your domain, you want it. They might still be the manager. You'll be the owner. They might still be the manager. So you got to go and fix that. But uh, other than that, I, I've never had to do that. I've never bought any from the secondary market. I've just been able to go in and buy the ones that I want relative to my name. I got, I got TravisWright.eth and I got TW.eth. So what else do I need? Send your crypto to TW.eth. Your mom.eth. Your mom.eth. Donations. That'd be a pretty funny one. Clearly. Yeah. Send crypto to, <laughs> to your mom. Mom.eth. Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for uh, for joining us. We hope, of course, that you're checking out our other programs as well. Web3 show, the Nifty show, and the Bad AI show. We are here for you exploring and going to uh, new places in the world of technology, bringing it to you because we dig this stuff. It's fun. Yeah. And if you go on YouTube, you'll see there's some, I'm creating some new shorts. I got some, uh, a new style of video. It's a, a vertical type video. We'll do a little quick minute thing about what's going on in the news. So we're not always doing news podcasts, but every once in a while, there's something that pops up that's interesting related to news. I'm doing shorts on crypto's YouTube and then also the Web3 Show's YouTube channel. So if you want to go check those out, do that. If not, don't. I don't care. So whatever. Yeah, we do you don't want things. to mute yourself, you don't have to. You can mute no, yourself you, or not mute yourself. You say okay. words, be muted, it's okay. Hey, thanks, for everybody. We appreciate you. We'll catch you on the next episode. Until then, you know what to do, but I'm going to say it anyway. Even though you know what to do, I'm going to say it anyway. You ready? You ready? I, I can't hear I'm you. I'm ready. I think they're ready. Okay. I'm ready! Stay bad. Stay bad. Stay bad! Bad crypto.
Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.